The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. What's up, guys? I don't really know what episode we're on. I do know it's September the 13th. Do you know where Derek is? I don't really know where Derek is, but I know he's somewhere. That's got to be really, really important because he but hates to miss shows, especially not, game yeah, week. Not more important than, than his show, his baby. Like, yeah, but that's why. Wherever he is, that's really, really important. But he's not going to be with us today for sure. Last Yesterday, he said he might sneak in. Today, he's not going to make it. So it's just going to be... The three of us and Kent, the four of us. Yeah, well, that, that's okay. We don't need it. That'd be okay. Amber, Garcia, how are we doing? And we're the three best friends you know that what? anybody can <laughs> have. I knew that was going to happen. I had a feeling. Have you, you played that Kent before? Have play you played that? that one before, Kent? Of course. I just knew they was going to play that one. But really, we rarely have three people, so I rarely have a time I can do it. I love it. <laughs> Amber, how are you doing? Good. Dave? Good? Good? Uh, you seem like you're like about to take a test or something over there what's I'm going on studying up man studying studying the your, bronx know your opposition i got it love it all right let's talk a little bit about um just what kind of what's been going on the it's kind of weird because there's not a ton and like last week it was who's your running back gonna be i mean who you know how long is he gonna be playing is he gonna be here or is he gonna miss six games and your backup quarterback and and all this stuff and now it's kind of like all right please don't suggest to me that you're like bored I'm not bored I'm just saying it's it's nice it's, I, I was gonna say yeah, I like it this way it's not bored I right? liked it I like it no I, I like it as well like when I'm like writing down what we're gonna talk about and it, and I've got Anthony Brown on my on my list here I mean that's that's a good thing yeah it is finally good. some peace and quiet okay. a little peace and quiet okay. you, you, now we're going the other way here because before we before we know it, it is going to be yeah today, today. Something <laughs> something's going to happen today. all right it always usually starts with injuries so let's just kind of run down uh real quick Orlando Skandrick Terrence Williams Chitabe Ouzier that's pretty much the three that came out of the game yes are we expecting? I know we'll see today at practice. We always cool. we always say this, and we got about an hour to go. Before Jordan Lewis, see. but he's Jordan Lewis. He's been there. What are we expecting out of those four guys? And they kind of are tied together since three of them are cornerbacks. What would you, if you had to guess right now, would you say Scandrick maybe the only one to miss for sure? No Scandrick at all. Who am I? Who who is the Terrence. second guy? Terrence, Terrence oh. Williams. Terrence, I. Feel complete confidence he'll play, but I bet he'll be limited or sit today because it's Wednesday. And Cheeto, I'll throw a limited on him. Like, I just, you know, I don't know. See what he can do. That sucked. I really, I went back and watched the game, and I mean, it was just such a nothing pass, and yeah. they weren't doing anything. I mean, the yeah. Giants really weren't even going to score, and then I'll, he gets hurt. Like, I get, and I don't know. Ago. It's it's bad to speculate on injuries until you have concrete information, but. I don't have a vibe like he's gonna miss playing time. May, if he if he doesn't do anything in practice today, maybe it'll just you know, again. It's Wednesday, you you know. All right. Cautionary. We'll talk a little bit more about the cornerback position. We're gonna kind of go through each position here in a little bit before uh, uh, at the end of this segment. But but talk um, about the cornerback position, Anthony Brown. And there wasn't a whole lot going on in the locker room yesterday, which is... There never is. You know, Tuesday, it's kind of the way it is. Anthony Brown did say something kind of interesting. He was talking about uh, turnovers. He ha- he has the only turnover for the Cowboys this year, but he, he was talking about the fact that that Rod Marinelli basically challenged the whole defense and said the goal this year for turnovers is 40. Yeah, you just told me that. 4-0. I was not there when he said that because I, the, I was doing TV stuff. Little high. That's absurd. They're a little behind. Yeah, I'll do one. I'll Only do one. one game has. <laughs> yeah, passed. that's where they are right now. They're at, they're at one. That's absurd. They didn't have forty in twenty fourteen when they were actually getting all kinds of takeaways. I think they had thirty four. Well, this isn't like our HR system where you know you just throw some goals out there to try to get. I mean, you want to get some goals so you can lofty goals. Yeah. I mean, and... if this team forces forty takeaways, then that they're probably a Super Bowl caliber team. I mean, if you mix this offense with that type of ability to get the ball, that's a Super Bowl recipe. You know, 
the thing about the the one turnover that that they had um that was a tie, that was an encouraging play i mean that we yeah. haven't seen that that kind of um you know that kind of play on the ball from a defensive back in a long time yeah he jumped Kendrick doesn't make those plays he Brandon jumped Carr around doesn't make that's it. more often and uh, you know i can't play cornerback in the nfl i'm not trying to knock you for picking off a pass but more often than not when this secondary has gotten turnovers, it's just been because, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't see Barry Church and threw it right to him, yeah. or Eli literally threw it right to Brandon Carr, or um, what's the other big one that I'm forgetting? I mean, I remember Orlando Skandrick, I think maybe his last pick was against the Bears in 2014, and Jay Cutler didn't see him sitting in the flat. Right. Like, you don't see him making plays on balls. Orlando and- McClain against the Dolphins, where it's just. Yeah, that one. Yeah, um, or well, Mo last year he had that pick of Blaine Gabbard. I think it was again. Oh, he was burned. Yeah, it was a it was a badly thrown ball. I mean, he made the play on it, but you not you don't see Dallas cornerbacks jump routes yeah. and read people's eyes and cut in front. And uh, Anthony Brown did that on Sunday yeah. night though, so it was a it was an impressive and an encouraging. He almost lost it fight. too. Yeah, he almost got oh, ripped away from him. I was really sure. stunned that they didn't review that play. Right. Honestly. All right, another thing that came from the locker room, which is interesting, you're starting to see T-shirts and memes and all that stuff about Cole Beasley and the mm-hmm. catch. Cole was asked about it, you know, in, in typical Cole fashion. He was kind of downplayed it. He hadn't really, you know, he's gotten a lot of people saying, yeah, hey, great catch, and he says, oh, thank you. He said, I have mixed feelings about this play because if I really would have done my job right, it would have never happened. Yeah. You know, if I would have get turned around, made the catch clean, you know, he and that's a perfectionist right there. He, he he doesn't look at it like, oh, I made this awesome catch. He shouldn't have had to tip it two times to himself. Yeah, he said that on Sunday. He said, uh, like, Witten was the hot read. And it, like he was like, it was so obvious that that's where the ball should go, basically, that, that I figured it was going to him. And then I had turned around late and saw it coming to me. And if I'd looked back half a second earlier, it would have just been an easy catch. And instead, yeah. you know, all that, all those theatrics. It's funny, all the fans, you know, fans are going nuts. Media is going nuts. The players, sort of. The receivers, that's what they do. Like they see that in, in practice all the time. You know, I mean, Bryce sure. Butler talked about it, and like not not to like downplay it. It's just that they have seen these type of things. I mean, Odell Beckham. I guarantee that catch he made against the Cowboys two years ago, uh, three years ago. Three seasons, Three seasons ago. ago. Two years ago. I, I guarantee that, like, they've seen this type of stuff all the time. You know, it's just, unfortunately, it's kind of become second nature. Now, to happen in a game, it's a little different. I will say, I'm not trying to take anything away from Cole whatsoever, but I had a guy email me and say, well, why? First, he said, why isn't this Cole catch being blown out of proportion the way that Odell Beckham's catch was? First of all, I think it is getting a hefty amount of publicity. It is. Or whatever. It was number one on SportsCenter. Second of all, and he said it's a better catch than Odell's catch. That's what this guy told me today. And it's not. I'm sorry. I don't care what you say. Odell's was for a touchdown, too. Odell's was for a touchdown from 50 yards away, and he caught it with the pads of his fingertips. The ball, 50 yards away. That's, that's the, that that's is the, the key. key. I mean, that ball is, is, is coming from... I mean, it's going down too. So I mean, you, the, the hand strength that it took to to catch it like that, and yeah, that that was a better that was a better catch in my opinion. This one was it was, a, was pretty awesome. This was a fantastic catch, and I don't think you can undersell how important how important it was. I think Jason Garrett said that Monday too is that it was third and six, and obviously the Giants didn't wind up scoring, but we didn't know that at the time, and it kept the ball moving. And, you know, I mean, if they had had to punt right there, New York probably gets pretty good field position with a chance to make it 16 to 10, I think, with mm-hmm. six or seven minutes or no, like eight or nine minutes left. Yeah, so. I actually put that on my five plays. Don't forget about five plays, which usually it doesn't have a sports center top 10, top right. number one play on there. But it wasn't about the catch from Beasley. It was about what you just said, what it did to extend that drive, because I did look at it with nine minutes to go. They got the ball at their own 10. They probably would have had the ball at 11 minutes to go around their own 30, 35, 40. It's a pretty big difference. Big difference there when they're trying to, to come in there. So, But it's not a better catch than Odell's. Sorry. I, I don't think it is either, but I, it's a it's a different type of catch too because he, he had his feet in bounds and 
uh, you know, to, to stay on the sideline and do all that. It just just secured it, though. I mean, he, it wasn't like it is very easy to be bobbling that ball like that when it's bouncing around your yeah. golden oh, box. Yeah. yeah. So he did a nice job with that. Okay. Let's move on a little bit to um, some of the – you know, uh, yesterday we were talking about – we've been talking two days about – the backup running back talking about Darren McFadden and all that. Yep. So I talked, I got a chance to talk to a couple people yesterday and I was like, let me some insights yeah, sourcing. Let me just, let me just right. see what, what's, what's really happening here. What's the word know? here. And it, it's really nothing new than what kind of we had talked about. There's people that believe that, that, that Alfred Morris outplayed McFadden in the preseason. So it was, it was like, he kind of had earned it, but I think the notion that McFadden is a better blocker, while he might be in, in his career, that was the issue right there. There were times in practice, there was a time in a game where he absolutely missed the read. Just just didn't get didn't get the right guy, and so his blocking was something that they were concerned about um, at the last preseason game he played, and then some some into practice as well. So this thing about Morris isn't a good blocker, McFadden's much better. That either has changed or it was temporarily changed. They know that he's got more juice and he, he's a quicker, faster player, all that. But it was the blocking that they kind of got concerned about. It's almost like sounded like a little punishment. Can I stir the pot a little bit? Do it. Bring it. The margin of error is that slim for your backup running back, but it's clearly not that slim for your backup quarterback. Oh. <laughs> it's clearly not. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, we got a month worth of – of tape on that, but hey, whatever. That's there. That's well. There. Well, it's two veterans. Yeah, I mean, it is two veterans. I mean, it's that's like fair. That I guess it's fair. saying. Wow, it's Amber, Amber making that point. Cooper Rush. She doesn't. Well, I mean, like that's the one more. thing they keep talking about. It's like a veteran versus a rookie. They rather be safe yeah. with the veteran. And although you're talking about Morris and yeah, yeah. Madden, who well, no, no, you're no, talking, no, no. I, you're talking quarterback. about you're talking about quarterback, but when you're talking the about difference, yeah. two running backs who've both been playing in the NFL for the better part of a decade or more in McFadden's case, I mean, I guess right. it really is only a matter of a couple of goofs in that it, case. It, it's kind of weird when you think about that Alfred Morris is only like four years away from yeah. like a six, what, almost a seventeen hundred yard season. It was 1,600 in 2012, 1,300 in 2013, and like 1,100. Like, he steadily went down every year. Yeah, he's gone down every year. But but that first year is more than what Zeke did, right? I believe so. R- like, R- by, a, by, a, by a hair. Yeah. It's like 1638 and Zeke. Rookie like rushing record, I believe. Yeah, I don't so know if it's – no, it's not the rookie, rookie, rookie rushing record. That's a wow. mouthful, yeah. Yeah, let's just so shut up. So, based on what we saw against the Giants, do you think the Cowboys are going to keep that – the way he was with Morris as the second guy? My first thought would be it's you should change it. But if that is an issue, if they really feel like the blocking is an issue, it's only the, the blitz and the rush is only going to get a little bit worse this week. So say, you would change it. What about you? If No, I wouldn't change it. If well, And I think you just said you wouldn't either. I right? mean, I, I think I would. I think what they're trying to do is get his attention. I think that's what they're trying to do. The number four overall pick from nine years yeah. ago or whatever, he's not used to being inactive. I think they got his attention. I, I would play him this week. But if that is a concern. If it, blocking is a concern, yeah. I would leave it the way it is against this team because, yeah, it's, gonna, it's not going to be fun out there although you could argue uh mcfadden's quick and he's got some receiver abilities so maybe he gives you like an outlet you know for some passing yards and stuff like that but anybody that's going to help me block is who i want playing against this team i think that a lot of it too is and i know this the fans are not going to like this but I, i think it's it's true they just love this guy alfred morris they love what alfred morris brings to the team now he might be limited in some ways, but from a, from work ethic, attitude, just just being a professional football player, this guy is as good as it gets. He really is. I mean, he does the everything the right way. And I know that people don't want to hear that kind of stuff, but it does matter when you're talking about, hey, this guy's done everything we've asked him to do. He deserves the right to play. You know, we're talking about a few snaps here and there. Let's go with it. And I think that that does factor in. I think at the end of the day, and uh, I don't think there's going to be a set plan for this. Like, you kind of get the idea that Kellen Moore is going to be the backup unless something crazy happens. But 
I really wouldn't be surprised if they mix and match this and, you know, one guy's up because he had the better week or one guy's down because it's a better matchup for the other guy. Um, and I so either way, I think you're going to look and say, well, Morris sat this week. Maybe he could have done more against this team. McFadden sat. I wonder what he would have done. I mean, it's always it's going to be a tough decision because they're they're interchangeable at the end of the day, in my mind. Yeah, and I don't think they're that much different. Like they played differently, but the results are not and very the, different and from the each other. The sample size isn't large enough for me to really get worked yeah. up about it either, because yeah. I don't think either one of them is ever going to have more than six or seven carries in a game. Well, the good news is is that a few weeks ago, even a few days ago, we thought we would really be talking about Morris and McFadden for this Broncos game, and now we're talking about who's going to get the three to four carries and not you know, how many reps and stuff they would take. Because I guarantee if Zeke was not playing, it would be... This would be a huge deal. Yeah, it would be, but I, th I think they would both play a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would be one guy takes the amount that Zeke gets and the other one. I think it would be almost a 60-40 type split, which it probably should be. So, All right, let's let's flip over to the linebacker position. I, I feel like yesterday, we did talk, or the last two days, we've talked about Jalen Smith some, but I don't know if you can still talk about him uh, enough you know when you just look at, at the game that he played and and like you said yesterday amber it it's we're getting to that point where we're not talking about the injuries as much we're talking about because because he doesn't talk about the injury we're talking about just what kind of dynamic player that that he can be so let's talk a little bit more ab about him um what dave what do you see kind of from him like moving forward as far as just what kind of what kind of player on this defense that that he can be? I mean, do we, we expecting the middle linebacker for years to come? You think that's his best position? Do you think, you know, he's more of an outside guy? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna raise the bar too high too quickly because he just played his first game. But I've, Jerry Jones had a really interesting quote yesterday on the radio about how they see him becoming a three down linebacker just like Sean Lee, really handling that role where he never has to come off the field. He's athletic enough to do everything you need a linebacker to do because and you know as great as he was you saw that in the game on Sunday he was I mean he was sprinting on and off they didn't want him obviously he came out for dime stuff he came out a little bit for like Deacon and nickel stuff and had Justin Durant come on for two plays so you know I don't think he's quite at that point where he's not coming off the field ever obviously and I don't think that's going to be the case this year if I had to guess mm -hmm. I think you know, and like I said, I can't say enough about how impressed I am with how he played, but I think you're still going to be smart with it. You're still going to watch him. They only had to play 53 snaps on defense the other night, and he played 36, but there's going to be a day where they're playing probably 60, 70 snap, you know, a much higher snap count. Um, and I don't think you want to expose him to that too quickly. And, Sorry. And you've got Anthony Hitchens coming back, coming back at some yeah. point here. I mean, it, they said eight weeks, it might be a little bit. Uh, sooner than that, someone told me the other Five, day he six. jumped off the bus wow. to get to the game. Like he, he he basically just two feet jumped off the bus. It seems like that seems ill-advised, but yeah, it, good sign, a good sign, but maybe ill-advised. Yeah, Anthony. Ho hopefully there wasn't a setback there. You know, talking more about Jalen, it's almost like when you listen to him, and he's he's an impressive guy to just listen to. Yeah. it's like he basically willed himself back to this point, like where he is right now. Like absolutely no negative energy, no thoughts of I'm not ever going to make it. It was just not if, but when I will be back and I'm ready and, and, and like nothing would ever get in his way. It's just, it's an amazing journey, the fact of like he was not going to take no for an answer to get back on the field. And that helps a lot. And one of the things that I was really impressed about the game against the Giants is we've heard the Cowboys kind of say, how they're going to rotate him and Duran and just think think of them as one player. Just the amount of time, playing time that they gave Jalen out there says a lot, especially with how careful they've been with him throughout this whole journey. Well, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, I just saw you, you having a face like you're about to. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready, but go ahead. No, no, <laughs> I'm just, overall, I'm just really excited and super impressed with the outcome so far. And I think, I mean, he's done a great job. And honestly, when I see him, just from practice, the relationship he has with Sean Lee, I just think of him as a young version of Sean Lee when on the field. 
I and I, I said that before the season started. He blew me away with the progress that he made to the point where probably in June or July, I still wasn't sure what he would be. And now at this point, I really do think he's capable of being an everyday starter, Pro Bowl caliber player. Just it's a matter of when, though. Like he's not gonna, he's still not gonna be that this week or next month. I don't think. I think that's in the future. But my confidence is at an all-time high that that's gonna happen. And the thing that I thought was really interesting, Jason Garrett talked about that. You know, they went into this game with a plan to split those guys, and they really didn't. And Garrett said something along, you know, along the lines of, "Well, you know." games kind of unfold differently than how you anticipate. And it just so happened that, you know, we wound up in more of these situations where Jalen could stay out there and blah, 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 blah. But the thing that I took from it was, well, that's really encouraging because like, if you didn't think he could handle that, then it wouldn't matter. Like you would have put Durant in, like you would have found a way to get him off the field, but they're just like, well, yeah, just let him roll with it. He's fine. And the fact that in week one, he can be in a spot where you kind of play differently than you were expecting to just based on the situation on the field and not really be worried about his leg. That's pretty, that's pretty great. Especially when you, when you think about week one, if you, if you would have told us that Zeke would have come off the field more for Alfred Morris than Jalen Smith did. Yeah. Justin Durant. Seriously. Uh, that that that's impressive. I mean, like you said, we're at a and and you can't forget about it completely. And they definitely haven't, and they're gonna keep that in mind with everything that they do with him. But it's almost in a spot where you don't have to think about whether he can physically handle it. Like I said, I mean, they I guarantee you they weren't planning on him playing sixty seven percent of the snaps, which right. is what he wound up getting. All right, we're gonna take our break here, Kent. Though we we have the phone number out there as far as like on the it's on the screen on the and screen. it's two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two. All right, we got some lines open, so give us a call. We'll try to get to a little bit more calls today than than we have in the last couple of days. All right, we're gonna take our first break here on the break. We, the entertainment loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT and T. What else do you want? A unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on TV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 TV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Grain Rider. You have to wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Grain Rider. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break all right we're back here we're going to take some uh, phone calls and we want to get some twitter questions as well we'll do that more in the third segment here so make sure and send your questions and comments to at cowboys break on twitter amber's sifting through those and we'll pick out the best ones 
Um, all right, let's go to the phone line here. Mike in Arizona. Mike, what's up? How you doing, Mr. Eat, man? How you doing, man? Oh, uh, man, you know what? I know it didn't come into fruition in the playoffs last year, but your prediction that the Giants were going to get their ass kicked was on point. Yeah, I, I meant the <laughs> next time. It doesn't matter when. It's just the next time they were going to get it. That's right. I forgot about that. Thanks, Mike. Hey, hey, dude, you know what? I give everybody love on there. Every time I'm on, hey, Mr. Eman, you are Cowboys Google. You're an encyclopedia <laughs> for all y'all little kids that don't know what that is. You you know what Eric Bjornsson ate for dinner. Woody Dazzler ate for lunch, man. I give you much props. Um, there's something, I uh, have an observation that some, some people are not talking about. What is going with McAdoo's hairdo? He looked like Harvey Keitel in Fort Cold Fiction or... You go for that Pat Riley, and uh, their offensive line is Macadudu, by the way. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ambes, ya perdonaste a Charles Tapper, jugó muy bien. So I love you guys, love your show, and uh, I'll get back at you another time. God bless you. Right. Go Cowboys. All right, all right. All right. thank you. <laughs> no, no secrets on the show, like what, what's going on. No, ta, uh, gracias por la llamada. Tapper, oh. me cayó la boca, y sí. Okay. <laughs> I think he said Tapper played well. Tapper played well. Yeah. Good job. Something about you. Muy bien. She just said something like, you don't read faces very well. He's played. No, well. he did not say that. What did he say? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Any like any guy that can make a reference to Eric Bjornsson on the show, I think that's always good. You guys don't know who that is. No, I don't know about all these compliments he gave me. Who are you? That's right. <laughs> he did. Uh, I don't know about eating, what guys eat for dinner or whatever, but just if you're going to talk about Eric Bjornsson and Woody Dantzler on the show, that's that's bringing it back. It's old school. Have you yeah, ever heard of Bjornsson? I don't know who those. I know are. you couldn't spell Bjornsson. I bet I could, but you know, that's there's there's not a lot of vowels in there. Um, his point was about the hairdo of the. I think he just <laughs> wanted to get in and make a call. I think like, he just wanted to talk to you. To be honest, cool. yeah. Well, all right, Mike, and and Amber. That's fine. And Amber, Amber, yeah, I mean, we yeah, don't even yeah. know half of the stuff that that he said. All right. Let's go on and let's get into the Broncos talk a little bit um, in this game and their their offense. They get a lot of they get a lot of talk about their defense and and, and rightfully so. Won them a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but their offense though, and that if that first game is any indication that they'll be able to do some things. Uh, their quarterback yeah. I thought looked looked pretty good out there. You know, he's making moves like you said, he's running the ball uh, around the goal line, making throws. He kind of extended plays with his feet. So Dave. Looking at their offense, what are some things that kind of stand out the most? Real quick, I just I want to note this because it is important. I don't think it's quite on the level of um, Odell Beckham's ankle last week, but the Cowboys are, or excuse me, the Broncos are facing three at least somewhat significant injuries. Our our guy Ron Leary, the starting right guard, is in concussion protocol right now, so keep an eye on him. That's that's not a good indicator in today's NFL. Most guys aren't playing a week after a concussion. Um, I mean, you never know for sure, but so keep an eye on Big Ron. That's something to watch. Uh, then their defense has two injuries. Starting safety, Darian Stewart, who played like a man on fire on Monday night. Uh, he's got a groin injury. He is uh, his, his status is up in the air, as is Brendan Langley, who's their fourth corner. So that's uh, three three guys they would probably prefer to have, especially Leary and, and Stewart. So um that's worth watching that'll unfold as the week goes on i'm sure but yeah um if i'm a broncos fan i gotta be pretty psyched about what i saw on monday night given that you know that your bread and butter is your defense you know that they're the reason why you're going places so if i can get a 94 quarterback rating out of trevor simeon and that's all this gnashing of teeth about the quarterback i'm, I'm not saying he's john elway but 17 to 28 219 yards and two touchdowns as well as a rushing touchdown. So he helped account for all of their touchdowns on Monday night. Looked, I mean, he looked he looked incredibly confident, in my opinion. That's I watched it. Um, obviously, I mean, they got 24 points. They kind of let San Diego back into the game. And then the thing that I thought was really impressive, San Diego comes back to cut it to a three-point yeah. game. He gets the ball and moved him right down, not just in field goal range, but easy field goal right. range with, I think, three plays. I mean, the, the the ball he hit down the seam to his tight end, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was, was it Derby? Darby, the old Arkansas guy? Yeah, I, I, it wasn't Fowler. It wasn't him. But, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking it about. It was amazing. Just a great throw. answer to, yeah. to the momentum that was shifting 
and, then, and, and the confidence that they put on him to say, hey, let's go down there and let's turn this thing around. Well, fittingly enough, they got down there and were immediately sacked out of field goal range, which maybe you put a little bit of that on Simeon for, you know, field awareness. You can't take a sack in a situation like that. But, I mean, that is a effect. back back-to-back sacks, minus six yards, Ingram and Bosa, and then minus 13 yards, Melvin Ingram. Like I said, maybe you put a little bit of that on Simeon, but then that is the other issue for the Denver Broncos is I don't have and, – and granted, you know, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are great. The Chargers have a very nice pass oh. rush, but four sacks is probably not what you want to see after trying to rebuild this offensive line. You drafted Garrett Bowles in the first round, uh, 17th overall to be your left tackle. You signed Ron Leary to a big-time contract at right guard. Uh, and then they brought in Minalik Watson, who was a draft pick with the Raiders uh, for a long time. So this is a completely new look offensive line. You would think better given the money that you yeah. gave Leary and the fact that Bowles is a first round pick. From where? Utah. That's right. I think, and I think he and he's he's the older guy. Like he's ancient by first round pick standards. He's like twenty five, I think. That's old. But um, and and I think he acquitted himself fairly well for the most part, but. Your quarterback's getting sacked four times uh, in the season yep. opener. I you almost get the feeling great. that their def- their offense is like the Cowboys' defense. It's like we're not ask- asking you to go win the game. Right. Just don't mess up the game. Sure. And anything you can do will probably be you know gravy. So do you guys expect this game to turn out kind of similar to what we saw against the Giants, given the fact that their defense, it's one of the best, both teams for the Broncos and the Giants. Their offensive line not the greatest. Now, when you talk about the Broncos quarterback, you mentioned all the things he did, but me personally, I still think he's a little shaky. He, you know, he still needs to improve his game, but don't get, and I mean, the Cowboys clearly have the edge in that department. I mean, the Cowboys have, she thinks that quarterback's a little shaky. It's true. She doesn't like Dak either. (laughs) No, no, no. I do like Dak. Let's just make that clear. I just thought I know how he can play, and he yeah. didn't play up to his highest level. And, and I and I think that you know we talked about this before. Good defenses make people make quarterbacks play, you know, off their game a little bit. And then here's another one right right here. But and we'll get to the Broncos defense tomorrow a little bit. But to answer your question, I don't see it being like that. I definitely think Denver will score more than a field goal. I think it'll be a, a game more into the twenties. I know that the, their defense is is better. And it's a good aggressive defense, but they give up the run, and that's something the Cowboys do very well. And yeah. so I think that I think that it'll. I could see this game being a lot more like the Pittsburgh game a few years ago, or last year, than the Giants game. I would be fairly surprised if both of these teams got into the 30s. But I am. I mean, I said 24-20 for the Giants game. That was my score prediction. I think it'll be something along those yeah. lines. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have the edge here, but I think, and granted, I never would have thought the Giants would only score three points, honestly, but you look up and down this this roster, I mean, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, that's, and Still there. both of whom are completely healthy, unlike Odell Beckham. It's, it, to me, that is what I would prefer in, in a receiving core, if you, if you could get it the way you want it. I, I like that. I like the big veteran possession type guy who can still go deep mm-hmm. and make big plays in Thomas. And then your your speedy underneath, you know, Sanders guy that that can also can also be some explosive over the top plays. I mean, both of those guys. I mean, I, I just think they complement each other well. Um, I kind of think the Cowboys have. Similar guys in there, one, two. I think Terrence and, and Des are a little closer than, than that. Of course, they have Beasley, which changes things. But Denver's running game, not not bad at all. I mean, bad whatever whatever you want to say about them allowing four sacks, Broncos running backs ran for four yards a carry against San Diego. 36 carries on the night for 140 yards, which is a tick under four yards a carry. But I'm going to give Trevor Simeon a little bit of credit there because he carried six times and juked Joey Bosa for a touchdown. So... I don't think that's the end of the world. I loved his answer too about that play. I don't think I saw that. But they, were, they were talking about him getting him on the on the goal line and all that, and he mm-hmm. said, "Well, he said, what, you know, one of the questions was, you 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 know shook Joey Bosa there and all that, you know, well, you got anything to say about that?" He said, "Yeah, well, we play him again, 
So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not really going to say anything about that. See, you know? that's smart. He knows. Trevor that. Simeon went to Northwestern. He is not a dummy. He, he's probably faced Bosa before. I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Simeon was undrafted, I think, in 14. Maybe. Maybe 13. I didn't actually. I didn't do this today. I didn't have time, but I'm going to go back. I'm curious. We all know about Paxton Lynch. Hmm? He's not going to play a role in this game, which is all kinds of ironic. I mean, there's a story right there. But I thought about that this week. What I really want to know is who is the uh, who's the draft pick that the Cowboys have? I actually, I think I just know that off the top of my head. Wait. The Cowboys have Malik Collins because they were not willing to give it up to get Paxton Lynch. That was the third. It was the third. That round. not right. Well, uh, Jalen Smith too, because they were trying to trade back into the first round. Yeah, they would have had to given up that second round pick there. I, mean, I thought forty. It was, I thought it was. I guarantee that they were trying to give up forty. Yeah, and then to get in there, and then it was it was the third or. A fourth round pick, probably. Right, they right. probably wanted to give up the fourth, and they the Denver wanted their third. That's right. So they were willing to give up Tapper and and Jalen Smith, knowing that they weren't going to play. And they just said, "No, we want." This is so so yeah. hypothetical. So well, but Jalen. I mean, but it's not hypothetical to say Jalen Smith and Malik Collins are probably on this team because Paxton Lynch is not. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, and Dak as well. And well, yeah. be, and Dak. Yes, <laughs> the important part. I mean. You just wrote yourself a story. I don't know when you're going to be able to to fit it in. Yeah, that, that, oh, that might, or maybe your column. I'll for throw this that week. into my column. But that that is, yeah. I mean, it's almost like the trade that wasn't. Yeah, you know, I, that's why the draft is so fascinating to me because every team can point to something like that every year and yeah. say, "This is what we could have had." Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Demarius Thomas, honestly, not a great night by his standards. Eight targets, five catches, sixty-seven yards. Okay. And he had a really bad drop on a second down in the second half and then came right back and put them position in the red zone right after that. So uh, I know, I mean, I know they just very successfully defended Brandon Marshall, but I always worry about these big body guys. Um, take your pick. I think yeah. Demarius Thomas missed a ton of time in the off in the in training camp and preseason games. It just he was battling an injury. I don't remember what it was, hip maybe or something like that. So they they didn't know for sure if he was going to play until maybe a couple of days before the game. Let's let's think about this though because let's I mean Orlando Scandrick's not going to play in this game. Okay. That's my guess. So that leaves you with Anthony Brown, Nolan Carroll and Cheeto Awuzie hopefully maybe Jordan Lewis to deal with these guys. You got to throw Ben Wickery in there. I, I, I just I mean, until you see for sure that Lewis and Nawuzie are... Unless you're really concerned about the seventh round. Is it a seventh round pick? Who's that? Um, for Ben Wickery? Oh, oh yeah. Yes, it is. I think it's a seventh round pick. All right. So you don't get the draft of Maude Dixon. Good point. Or, I mean... <laughs> That's or, your guy, though. That was your guy. He was, he was for a while. Um, how about you know who else was in that draft when they when they took five they took five seventh rounders? He I saw him the other day playing for the Chiefs, Terrence Mitchell. Yeah, still playing, still holding, still getting PIs, he, but he's out there. He had a rough night, but he is starting in the NFL. So, all right, but, anything else on the offense we want to go to? Well, or? I'm 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 just sitting here wondering, really, who's dealing with Demarius Thomas? Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. well between Anthony Brown and Cheeto. I think you can hand, not handle because he's really good, but Emmanuel Sanders, I can see that. But on a cornerback group this small, Demarius Thomas is basically a tight end as far as I see it. So yeah. what are you doing with this guy? I want, And I wonder what they will do. Right. Rod Marinelli's not really the type to travel. And you need Anthony Brown to play in the slot probably if Orlando yeah. Scandrick can't play. Right. I don't know though. I, I it's a it's a tough task for a guy that's never played at all. But I I think it might be one where they throw Jordan Jordan Lewis out there. You think so? Maybe. I was I would welcome if, to the league. Get in there or maybe. Well, oh, you're saying throw Jordan into the slot for the slot. Okay, yeah, 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 I could actually. That's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Right. Is if you're asking Jordan Lewis to play the slot and then that frees you up to move Anthony Brown to deal with right. Thomas. That'll be interesting. To I watch. can live with that. Uh, I, I would imagine, and it might be a, a situation where they go a little bit longer there, like maybe Lewis and Ben Wickery are active. Yeah. Uh, maybe Xavier Woods isn't at safety, or I know they like to do the four safeties there, but it might be a situation where you just don't do three. 
if you can get away with it. I could see it. Maybe, maybe. I'm well, shoot, to, Jay, we'll, get to, we'll get to inactives later in the week. J. Roan Elliott didn't play anyway last week. Yeah, what's maybe up you with set that? Him down. Well, um, trying to get that draft pick back. All right, let's go to the phone line here. Let's go to Peyton. Not sure where you're from, but Peyton. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, where are you from? Uh, Minnesota. Awesome, great. See you in uh, February. So yeah, just quick, uh, quick question. I'm sorry if you guys already talked about this. Um, one of my biggest concerns with our offense is. I mean, we saw this last year multiple times, was Dak getting off to a slow start. And I think we pulled off some really nice comeback wins. But, I mean, against Green Bay, when you face an offense like that, I mean, that's just not going to cut it. And then my other question would be, uh, do you guys think that uh, Andy Brown is kind of a gamer? Because I feel like we hear, like, in practice, he's so great. But then in games, he always steps up. So that's my question. Thanks, Josh. Okay. I think you've got selective memory on Dak because um, you can talk about the Packers. You're right. That, that didn't cut it. He was he had a slow start there in that game for sure. The whole offense did. Um, and, you know, they got down and they did come back to tie it. And so they didn't really lose the game because of that. But it sure would have been nice. But I think if you go back and look at the season, I thought Dak actually was pretty good um, at in some games where wasn't it like the first seven or eight games that they they went down and scored on the first drive. They were on a tear there for two or so months where they did yeah. score every first drive. Philadelphia at at home, he did not play well until the end. Yeah. Um, there were some games, you know, maybe Pittsburgh or something. But I'll leave it to be fair to Peyton. I'll even throw in um, San Francisco. They fell down ten nothing yeah. in that game. I think or yeah. no fourteen nothing. I but think. that was the the one game the f- one game out of like the first seven or eight where they did not score on the first drive. Right, uh, and that's because Keith Smith had a full start. Really, they were about to get a field goal. But uh, I have a great memory. That happened. I, Remember that? Not, not really, to be honest with you. Like that's a lot of games and a lot of. Third, it was plays about third down, third and two, and he had a false start, and then they put, got pushed back, and Bailey missed a field goal. I, I remember Bailey missing. I so, don't remember the false I, start. I think that there are times where he doesn't, you know, the offense hasn't done well, but I, I don't think it's a trend. In fact, I think you would say he's more prepared than than most quarterbacks, especially rookie quarterbacks. So I'm going to disagree on that. Just when you look at, even considering those touchdowns that he did score, if you look at the overall season last year, you would summarize that, yes, <laughs> I, I just want to know where you're going with this. <laughs> you would summarize that, yeah, the first half of the game, he did start off very slowly, and he would always come back the second half and play completely different and really move. That's when he really moved the offense. That's when they really started scoring in the game. I mean, I don't know how you guys don't – I, agree with that. I, I, I don't think it was all the time. I mean, I, I do think he, he there are times Overall, he got though. better. Um, but um, first of all, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the guy playing better as, as he's. Oh well, yeah, it. yeah. I, he's a, he was a rookie that was seeing everything for the first time. Up aside from three games where you played the division, you're seeing these guys for the first time, and I and I think that he kind of processes things as they go. You know, I know he talked about Anthony Brown being a gamer. Dak is the equivalent, I mean, of, of that. He's a gamer. I I don't think Anthony Brown's a gamer. I think he's just a good player. Good player. He has good practices too. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he has off, bad practices. He picked off Tony in his first ever practice rep. Um, and and he had a great training camp when he was healthy. I know yeah. He had a hammy, but. And like Dak, we, if you compare him to the whole Dak situation, yeah, he, he didn't. He was not a great practice guy. Oh yeah. no, so, no 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 no! And then we he's saw him, so maybe practice. he's kind of seeing that. I'm, you same know, kind of I'm kind of processing through this as we think about it. I mean, Green Bay was a little bit of a slow start because it took that three play. I'm talking about regular season Green Bay, and you know they kind of needed that 97 yard drive to get it going right at. No 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 no. You talking about at Lambeau last year? Yeah. No way. He got, he got the ball, went marched down the field, and I remember tweeting like, "Really, like Lamb, all the mystique." He went, he shoved it right down their throat and See, threw a touchdown to Beasley. I can't keep up with his. Uh, I'm saying, if I remember, that was the game where I was like, "Dang, this guy's not phased by anything." He went down the field and and threw a touchdown to Beasley down in right in front of us, right there at the. I just feel like I remember they it had kind of stalled out, yeah, it and then stalled. and then that three play, 97 yard drive kind of picked it back up. I think if we broke down his 17, 16 starts, that, that 
Eagle game. That was not, from yeah. at the end. 16 starts, really. Maybe 17 if you count the playoff. I think you'd have a mixed bag. I think you'd have five or six. Where I'm going to look into that. But I think give us I, a report on this. I think the vast majority of the time you would say he didn't start slow. I mean, they might not have scored on their first three drives yeah. every week, but I don't think of him as a slow starter. I think it's a little bit. I think you'd have some. I think you'd have four or five average ones. You'd have four or five not so great and four or five really good. That's Did you notice a significant change between the first half versus the second half in the way he played? Or would you say it not was as considerably a, not the really, same? Not as a trend. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to look into it. I, look I into mean, it. Great, either way, game. I don't really care. As I, you know, I don't <laughs> well, care how you start not. off the game. Clearly not. I'm saying if you're winning the game, that's all that matters. It just makes those last two minutes kind of okay. uh, so, so stressful. We have a game for tomorrow, and Amber's going to Amber's going to tell us how wrong we are. Yeah. I hope so. Look forward to it. All right. I think we need to take a break here. Oh, yeah, we never Yeah, we're going to take this uh, last break. We'll be right back here on the break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. All right, we're back. I think Amber wanted to read the thing about Tommy John, but um, I can give it to a try. The break. Go. Hurry. Tommy John underwear is in a league of its own. Mind-blowing fabrics you can barely feel, and designs to fit the modern modern man to eliminate bunching mm. and wedgies. Is that right, guys? Does it eliminate? <laughs> That is, that is right, is right. That is right. All right. Plus, it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guaranteed. Shop exclusively Cowboys underwear at TommyJohns.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. I think I think you got a new job on the show. Right. <laughs> I don't know about that. From <laughs> might have been the last time. I'm surprised you didn't get the, no wedgies. the Jerry Jones Cowboys. But. Mm. Cowboys. There we go. Uh, Thanks. All right. Phone lines are open if you want to give us a call real quick. Uh, We're going to kind of go through uh, the positions. Uh, I was going to try something this week and and just see about sometimes, you know, we'll have week one to week two, you can see some some changes or some things that the teams want to have wrinkles. I mean, I would imagine defensively the Cowboys would love to just keep the same thing uh, each week. But if you – if you expect to hold teams to a field goal, then you really do need to that start is, figuring out where the parade's going to be. Yeah, but that is an yeah, yeah. If that, if that happens, but let, let's kind of go through real quick. Um, just the position. Do we expect same something different? What, what kind of new wrinkle we we could um, plan to see this week? Maybe somebody playing a little more. Let's kind of go through a little bit. Quarterback. Do you do you expect anything? Same. Obviously, we want. I mean. Maybe the quarterback can can start out a little bit better. This one, obviously, you want. Uh, I'll talk to Dak about living yeah. up to your lofty expectations. Uh, Backup in changes there. Kellen Moore. I, I just don't see how you would make that move to to Cooper Rush. I mean, no, it doesn't. They're not changing that as a, yeah. uh, un- like you said, Dave. Unless something happens to Dak, then we'll see a change. It, well, even if even that, I, in this game, I don't want Cooper Rush dealing with Von Miller. There you go. Right now. We'll just but but I mean, 
do you want do you want Kellen Moore? Well, Kellen Moore's already six, seven years into this thing. Like you can't. He is what he is. You're not going to ruin him if Von Miller. Sucks. I don't know. My theory is, is like if you see him how he played in a preseason game when they're not necessarily the best guys out there. You want to put him in an I, actual okay, but game? If, if but that, that doesn't matter because it's not going to happen anyways. If something happens I'm chalking this one up as an L anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm yeah. not worried but, about but it. But I'll say this. about You're talking about Cooper Rush doing things against the second and third team defenses. Remember, he's got a second and third team offensive line blocking for him. And yeah, he's throwing sure. a second and third team receiver. So, All right. Running back. Would there be any changes there? You see anything like that? Backup changes? No, mm. I, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna say that they. they You're gonna say they go back to 20. Yeah, I'm gonna say they make a switch to McFadden. And I, I honestly, when I was telling you, I was talking to some people about that. That I didn't get the vibe there. I, I still feel like that they 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 like Morris, but he did say there's more juice, there's more explosiveness, and I think that that will weigh in. So I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna ride with Alf. They already got a lot of juice and explosiveness from their starter. So okay, same. Um, shoot. I would go with Alfred, but I have my doubts on this one. I think they might kind of throw McFadden in, that, in there instead, but go I don't know. Just based on um, what we saw from Alfred's, uh, Alfred yep. last game. I guess. Receiver, the Ter- we'll see about Terrence practicing and stuff yeah. like that because if he's banged up, they might want to – I mean, if you can afford it, I mean, I don't know where you, you're going to go, but you might want to go a little bit longer there if you had – Bring in oh, Noah, Noah Brown? Brown. Wow. I, I, I'd have to say, I'd make a call on that one with, with Terrence and say either you can play or you can't. I, I don't see how we, they, can address, they can address six receivers to this game. No. So you just have to say. Based on his confidence that he'd be ready to play, yeah. expletives and all, I, th- I mean, maybe he doesn't practice much this week, but I just I'll trust in him to be ready to go. And right. staying on that topic real quick from yeah. Twitter, with the rust shaking off, does Des and Dak have a better connection going on the road? What do you guys Wait, expect there? Do they will they have a better connection, or like, do, are they better on the road? It uh, says will they have will a they better? Have. Connection? Oh yeah, um, field especially on, I don't, on an away game. I, I I just I just would let it. Let it happen. Let it happen with with Dez. It'll he'll be there. He's too Have good. Forces. He's too good not to to get involved. Uh, you know it'll 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 be there now. Now Tlaib and Chris Harris. I'm gonna say this secondary. I hate watching Bronco games too because the crowd always yells incomplete after every incompletion. It drives me nuts. Like I, and that's why they do it. Is I'm sure it drives the opposing team nuts too. But I don't know if one way to prevent that complete the yeah complete your passes. <laughs> uh I mean, the field's the same size. I don't think where they're playing really makes that much of a difference so much as the matchups. And this is not a favorable one for Dez. So, I mean, well, it'll be it'll be a ton. I mean, it'll obviously be super loud there in Denver. We'll we'll see in practice, I would imagine, today and tomorrow. Tomorrow when they go inside, probably you'll see the, the music and the. The, the crowd noise, you know, cranked up. But um, there will be a ton of Cowboy fans, too. I don't know if the, enough to make a difference there. But, any- but I mean, based on what I remember from last year, it, that wasn't something that really affected them at all. Just the oh, crowd noise. They won at Heinz Field. You've got a quarterback who, who has faced bigger crowds in college. I mean, right. And that is a thing. That, that is a big deal. When you go to play in the SEC yeah. and, and you, you've you played at Alabama and you've played at LSU, they call it Death Valley, you know, I mean, and, and, and the swamp in Flor- Florida. And I mean, I mean, and, and they're all they're all tough except for a couple. But um, but I'm, I'm just <laughs> they can handle Bandy. Well, you know, I don't think Vandy and Nobody's, Kentucky are, pre- and yeah. are preparing you to play in the NFL, but all the other ones are really loud. And I think that, and he kind of said that, you know, respectfully when he went to Washington last year for his first road game, was yep. like, it's loud in college. I mean, you just have to you have to learn how to deal with the signals and stuff right. like that. You're right; it really wasn't a huge deal. They were good on the road. And they've been a good road team the last few years, except 2015. They just weren't a good team. No, they were not <laughs> a good team. All right, tight end. You expect a? Uh, I expect the same three and. Yes. For the rest of the year, unless somebody gets hurt. Yes. No no changes there. And no changes as far as uh, – now, the one change that you might see at tight end is you might see a little bit more guys in there to help blocking that right side, help sure. Lyle Collins, if Von Miller is around the edge. 
Um, James Hanna, prove all the good stuff we say about you as a blocker. Right. <laughs> Get out there and show it. Offensive line, um, they, last week the, their guys that were active were, were Bell and, and Looney. Um, I assume they – I mean, Chaz was great. I don't know why you, you know, fix it if it ain't broke. No, you're not going to – you're not moving it – you know, you're not going to move it there. And, and, again, this is another huge test. And if they pass this one, well, then you got Arizona. Arizona's pretty stout on defense too. So this offensive line and this offense is going to get tested by three yeah. really good defenses yeah. to start off. And, and I'm sure in week four when Aaron Donald is back and, and going. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I want to kind of take a break from that re- real quick. And I was thinking about Aaron Donald. He'll play for that game. I mean, I think I he'll mean, play, this, he'll play weekend, this week, probably. But from the when you think about just fantasy drafts and fantasy players, the Cowboys are going to miss two of the top three or four players in the league in this first month here. Yeah. With Odell being out, and clearly affected the Giants. Three. And who am I missing? Uh, David, David Johnson. Johnson. And then probably Aaron Donald. I mean, not fantasy, but I mean. Well, I mean, I think Aaron Donald will play, right? Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. But yeah, but David Johnson, I mean, we're talking about one of the most versatile running backs in the NFL. And he's yeah. going to be out for two to three months. Going to catch some breaks. So that that's huge. I mean, they're signing Chris Johnson. Which, you know, it. I feel like Cowboy fans are always, the, the joke is that they the Cowboys don't catch the break. Like the guy gets yeah. healthy enough to come back just in time for their game. So going to get a few this month that's yeah. nice and i think we addressed it i mean i i, I said it la- earlier this week i mean i i was wrong you guys were right or definitely amber was right i don't know where you stood on I, it you, i kind of rode the fence a little bit i mean and that was partially because you just really want to see odell play hell which yeah we I do. all do i mean he's, he's a great player but i i typically i went off history those guys that they play they play in games you don't miss a lot of games i was surprised that he did not play so so now just go ahead and keep missing games. You can miss this one if you want to, this next one. I'm yeah. sure he'll be back. I think it's Monday night against the Giants. It is. I mean, against the Lions. Yeah. He'll be there for that one. All right. Um, any Twitter questions over there? Here's a little quick question. This guy is asking, I thought I saw some of the hardest hitting by the Cowboys defense in a long time. Do you guys agree? I think that's a, a, a trend for this entire – I mean, preseason, too. They hit hard, and they're active. That goes back to the Anthony Brown thing, that he actually made a play on the ball to get that pick. Like, they make the play where they come up. They're, they're just – they fly around. That's what Rob Marinelli wants. They're, I mean, I think back to the – we talked about it, the hit on Sterling Shepard where, like, three different guys yeah. all popped him right away. I mean, these – they're – you talk about, you know, they're kind of turning this defense over. There's a lot of youth out there, and there's a lot of talent out there. And maybe they're not going to get everything right every time, but they should be within the vicinity of the ball quickly. I, that, I mean, that's played out so far. Yeah, I think that the the physical nature of the linebackers has increased. I mean, I think that, that Damian Wilson and, of course, Jalen Smith and Hitchens has been, when he was out there training camp, and he was popping around. Sean, yeah, of course. But I'm just saying those guys, I think, are better in the – you know, just in terms of hitting. But I do think that they've lost some at the safety position because J.J. Wilcox, that's one thing he could do very well. He yeah. was a big-time hitter, and Barry Church was really physical as well. So I think that they might have lost a little bit of that at safety. We'll see how how those guys kind of, you know, if, if they become that type of those type of players. But they've gained it in linebacker. So to me, it's a little bit of a wash. So now overall, I know we've talked about this before the season started with compare whether – They've made improvements on the defense compared to last year. After watching this first game, do you guys feel like overall, not by position, but just overall in general, that this defense is somewhat more promising than the one they had last year? I think, again, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be. in the big picture, yes. These, But these guys are young. They don't know what they're doing yet. They're not proven yet. But you just look at the talent. I mean, you got... You have first, second, and third round picks playing the vast majority of the important, or and I mean Anthony Brown's hidden gems who have, and he's proven himself. But you've got talented guys playing the. I mean, Malik Collins, Chidobe Awuzie, uh, Byron Jones, Jalen Smith is now playing, which is amazing. Still, like you've got young, talented, premium draft picks playing all these spots. So, I don't think that you. I'm ready to say that they're going to be great this year. 
but the big picture is very, very encouraging. Yeah, and if the first game is any indication, they're certainly going to make some some big strides this year. Yeah. All right, that does it. Music means it's time to go. All right, for Amber and Dave, Kent Garrison running the board. I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you next time. We'll see you tomorrow. Derek will be back with us on the break. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!